Thank you for listening to Breakthrough Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more podcasts, news, and other events, please visit breakthroughlife.co.za. That's a new one. Yet, uh, I'm not Robbie Warwell. <laughs> he came, he, came uh, he was preaching there with us a while ago, and I asked him, Robbie, uh, is Tarkestad still the center of the universe, or did he move to Coxstead? He says, I think he did. <laughs> so, anyway, wonderful to be with uh, <clears throat> you this morning. Excuse me for this little thing in my throat, frog or whatever, weird near para or what. <laughs> um, so uh, it's lovely, yeah, to be with you. Um, <clears throat> just every time we, we get here, you know, there's some more new faces. You, uh, half of you guys don't know, haven't seen you. And uh, wonderful to see the old, the old faces, but uh, yeah, it's uh, wonderful to see what God is doing in your midst. It's amazing, and there's more to come. The best is yet to come. So... Uh, yeah, well, I was accused this morning that we, I brought the cold into Johannesburg, so I didn't. I really, I've, I didn't. I, I, I didn't even want to ask for forgiveness because I didn't. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, you know, where we come from, this weather is actually nice and mild and, and great, you know. So uh, as we're coming from the cold place, Tarkastad moved there permanently, beginning of the year, and. Uh, we, we thought that we're going to retire, you know, in East London at the sea, and I can go fishing around the corner because our house was about uh, 600 meters away from a good fishing spot. And uh, so then the call came to Tarka, and what do you do? You just say, Lord, well, yes. <laughs> you don't retire, put on new tires, and you carry on. <laughs> anyway... So uh, in Tarkistad, we put on four-by-fours, you know. It's not only for the mountains, but uh, it's an interesting community. But beloved, it's, it's, the Lord has really blessed us. So I have the privilege to go hunting with my grandsons on a Saturday, and uh, that's, that's great fun. Anyway, I would love to, uh, <clears throat> if I could give a title to the sermon, uh, to the message this morning, it would be, Don't Waste Your Yabok. Don't waste your yabok. Yabok is not a buck, it's not a kudu, and it's a river. <laughs> so, anyway, we'll get to that. Um, I love the stories in, um, in the Old Testament. Uh, men and women <clears throat> who journeyed with the Lord, they're, uh, you know, where they started and where they ended and what happened with them on the way. Their encounters with the Lord, their difficult times, uh, their places of victory, their places of, of really, you know, had to persevere. And um, so, <clears throat> you know, like the Psalms, love the Psalms because, you know, um, I don't think there's any emotion that any person could ever feel and experience that is not in the Psalms. Have you, have you ever felt, Lord, where are you? Lord, what happened to you? Where are you? Have you felt like that? It was only me. Oh. Well, David felt like that. There are others who felt like that. Every emotion on the mountaintops. And we sang about oh, yeah, the worship team. Wonderful. Everything that I would love to say this morning is on my heart. You know, we sang it right there. So, uh, but, uh, you know, the mountaintops and the valleys and... Uh, and it's just wonderful that we could identify with that. And that's why it's good for us to, to read those stories, read the Psalms. Uh, there's, a, there's a Psalm for every season in your life and my life. And it's, it's written for us. It's written for our encouragement um, and so that we can have fresh hope as we journey, keep, continue our journey uh, with the Lord. You're 47 years, goodness grief. I was 18 years old in the army of all places, you know, <laughs> in Bluefontein, and uh, yeah, they, I met the Lord. So, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, it is, um, uh, yeah, there's, there's so many stories. So one of, the, one of the stories that is of interest to me is the story of Jacob. 
uh, because my second name is Jacob, so don't read too much into that. But because <laughs> Christian Jacobus, my first name, Christian, means a follower of Christ. And so, anyway. Um, but, um, <clears throat> you know, Jacob is the grandson, grandson of Abraham. And uh, all the promises that were spoken over Abraham were spoken over, over Jacob. God introduced himself quite often. Uh, I am the God of Abram, Isaac, and Jacob. And uh, so, you know, he, he had this incredible promise and inherited prophetic word over his life. Uh, and God spoke to him personally that through you, you know, all the nations will be blessed. He will multiply like the sand of the sea. And uh, so he had this incredible promise promises spoken over his life. But uh, as you probably know, that Jacob's uh, journey through life seems like he was always in some kind of a wrestling match uh, with the people around him. Uh, even before he was born in his mother's womb, you know, him and Esau, he was one of the, uh, one of a twin, and uh, they were jostling or struggle. Uh, I don't know what they did, you know, who had the fist or what did they insult, but <laughs> his mother said, what is going on? And asked the Lord, Lord, what is happening inside here? I don't know if those days they knew there's twins inside, you know, maybe there was just one. And he says, no, there are two nations in your womb, and uh, the older will serve, will serve uh, the younger. And, uh, but so <clears throat> his mom called him, or his parents called him um, Jacob, because as he came out of his mother's womb, he had his brother's heel in his hand. So whatever went in, what, what, what went on on the inside, and uh, so he came out for what, when he, he wanted to be first, and uh, Esau was first, and he says, no. so he grabbed him by the heel, and so um, his mother, uh, they gave him the name Jacob, which means uh, grabbing the heel. Uh, oh, yeah, Jacob means grabbing the heel and it means a planter uh, or one that cheats. Um, or what it actually means literally to take what belongs to someone else. That's what, that's what Jacob means. And so... Uh, Right from his birth, he was Jacob, you know. Uh, <clears throat> he underhanded, uh, got, his, you know, the, the birthright from his brother for a pot of soup, uh, soupy stories. <laughs> and uh, uh, he got it, and he said, swear to me, and he did. So he got a birthright um, from, from, from Esau, and... Uh, he also became a wealthy man, uh, you know, by multiplying his flocks. He must have had lots of knowledge about farming and, um, you know, um, flocks and breeding and so on. And uh, <clears throat> he multiplied his flock because he did. His father-in-law said you can get all the, the streaked and spotted, you know, lambs, you know, from, from the flock. And yeah, that's yours. And then he, uh, I don't know how he did it, but he devised this story about the place where they were drinking, take popular trees, m made some white, take, you know, cut it into, take the bark, often there was these, these stripes uh, on the uh, popular branches or whatever, and then every time they made it, he made sure this branch was in front of them. And they produced, you know, spotted and speckled, uh, and, you know, striped uh, offspring. So uh, he, uh, he uh, yeah, with, and with the help of his mother, he stole his brother's blessing uh, just before Isaac, you know, passed, passed away. And uh, he, his, his mother overheard what's going to happen. He says, Esau, go and get me, um, you know, some game and cook me a meal. I don't know what was there in the mountains. Was it kudus or was it rearbuck or a wartok? I don't know. What. But anyway, so he said, cook me the meal. And so his mom overheard and told his brother, no, get some um, from one of the goats and make a meal because this is what's going to happen and we will, 
we will make a plan, you know, put the skin on your arms and go to your dad and say, well, um, this is Esau, so that you can get the blessing of the father. Because the birthright and blessing of the father, what the large words that he spoke, had weight. It, it contained... Um, uh, it contained special uh, inheritance and double portion. It contained uh, blessing, fruitfulness, uh, land, uh, etc. So him and his mom both were after, you know, his, you know, the, the right of the firstborn and the father's blessing. And so he, uh, as you know, when uh, when and Isaac prayed over him, blessed him, or laid hands on him, and he says, this is the voice of Jacob, but this is the smell of Esau. <laughs> so he smelled there was something, right, but he was blind at the stage, and he couldn't see anyway, so he blessed him. And then Esau came in, uh, Jacob, Esau came in after that, and um, he said, I'm here, Father, here's the meat that I, here's the dish that I've cooked for you, and uh, I'm ready to receive the blessing. And he says, but how come? Who was there just now? How do you mean? He said, no, he was someone else. There must have been your brother Jacob. I just blessed him, and I gave him my blessing. And I spoke over to him the blessing. I said, but Father, is there not, enough, is there not a blessing for me? He said, no, I'm sorry. I can't. I've already given it. This is the story of, um, of Jacob and, uh, <clears throat> and his brother was so angry, he devoured and he says, I'm going to kill you. I am going to kill you. And his mother overheard that and told, uh, told him, he says, you better pack your good and track Ferrera. You need to get out of here. Your brother's going to kill you of what, what went down. Anyway, so this is just in the summary of what happened. So, Jacob had to run for the best part of 20 years uh, from his brother. And uh, so he lived with this fear. Whenever Esau was going to get, get hold of him, he was going to kill him. And um, anyway, so this is the wrestling story of, of Jacob. Wrestled with Esau, wrestled with his father, wrestled with his father-in-law, and I think wrestled with himself. And he kept on wrestling through life, deceiving, conniving, doing things his way, working it out, until he found himself at the Yabok River, where he found himself wrestling with the Lord. It was the night where he was about to, to meet Esau, and uh, this was D-Day for him. And so uh, let me just read it as a summary, you know, just in uh, Genesis 32, verse 20 to 30, uh, just a summary of what happened so that we can get the gist of it. So the same night he arose and took his two wives, his two female servants, his 11 children, and crossed the ford of the Yabok. He took them and sent them across the stream and everything else that he had, because he prepared a gift for Esau to appease him, and, uh, and the next verse says, and Jacob was left alone. And Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. And when the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. And then he said, let me go, for the day is broken. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. I will not let you go unless you bless me. And he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. And then he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob. But Israel, for you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, he said, please tell me your name. But he said, why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, saying, for I've seen God's face, and yet my life has been delivered. 
Have you ever found yourself at a place called Yabok? There's only one, only one person here. I've got one, I've got one, I've got two, I've got three, I've got, I've got 50. <laughs> um, <clears throat> In my 47 years, I've been... Uh, at the Yabok a couple of times. So <laughs> it looks like he had one, I had a couple more. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> we, in our journey with the Lord, there will be a Yabok, or there has been a Yabok, and there might be another one. Where we wrestle with life, you wrestle with the people around you, you wrestle with the government. You wrestle with the economy. You wrestle with yourself and wrestle with God. I don't know how I got there, but I got there. I just found myself when I woke up one morning and realized, well, I'm at the Yabok, and this, this is night, this is Nach. I'm, uh, it's dark, and I'm alone. Like Jacob, I was left alone. What is the purpose of the Yabok in our lives? Could it be in your ministry, could it be in your business. But you know, walk with the Lord. Uh, if, if you and I are serious, really serious to follow the Lord and to give Him our yes, Jesus be the center of it all. <laughs> there is a Yabok for all of us, and it's a good place. And I'll tell you why it's a good place, because the Yabok is all, it's all got to do with destiny. It is about your and my destiny in the Lord. The wrestle is the wrestle with destiny. And it's got a number of role players in that whole wrestle. It is me, it's other people. Uh, it's people close to me, it's what, but, and it's, it's the Lord. But there's a place where Jacob, it says, and Jacob was left alone. Wife, two wifeys, other side, servants, goats, donkeys, camels, uh, all the other side, he was on this side. So what is the, what is the purpose of the Yabok? And if I look at the story of Jacob, about what was spoken over his life and how he lived inside his mother's womb and grabbing his brother's heel and now running away for his life for 20 years and there was, God spoke to him that through you all the nations of the earth will be blessed and your, your offspring will, will multiply because the promise spoken over your, your grandfather. So it's all about destiny. So what I feel I want to share with you this morning um, is that don't waste your yabok because there is purpose in it. There is divine purpose. And if I um, am wise and I recognize that, that I have been there, or maybe you are there this morning, you find yourself, for whatever reason, different people, different things. I'm wrestling at the moment in my walk with the Lord. So don't waste your yabok. But let's get understanding. Let's, I think, learn from the journey, the life journey of Jacob. Because there's some glorious things in there that if we embrace it, it will take us to the promised land and I will be fruitful. So destiny, it all got to do with fruitfulness for the Lord to make us fruitful. So there's 10 things that I just want to um, just share with you quickly. So the rest of what you will find in uh, the book of Genesis uh, 32, actually 20, 25 onwards in uh, chapter 2, all of uh, 32. So the detail will be in there. And it's a very 
interesting and a wonderful thing to go and study and meditate and ask the Lord to speak to you because it's all about the fact that God wants to bless us. His intention, God's intention us is to bless us. And Jacob got it. I say, I'm not going to let you go until, unless you bless me. I'm going to carry on with this wrestle, <laughs> but uh, I will not let go unless you bless me. Anyway, so what are the, what are the, um, what are the purpose of Yabok? One, it is a place of deliverance. Um, just before the Yabok, um, D-Day for, for Jacob, he prayed a prayer, and he realized, well, tomorrow I'm going to face Esau. The servants came back and told him there's 400 men on, its, on their way with him, and he thought, that's it. Um, unless, the door, uh, unless the Lord does something in Esau's heart, I'm as dead as a dodo, because I'm dead in the dam or dead in the water or whatever. <laughs> this, is, this is the end of my life. This is my last breath. And so he prayed. And in that prayer, he says, Lord, it was you who told me to return. Now, I'm on this journey because you told me. But you also told me that, um, uh, that you will fulfill the covenant promises through my, in my life, over my life. Uh, and that our offspring will be like this, the sand of the sea. So now I am your Lord. It's actually you, Tob, and I'm here. So I ask you, Lord, I'm afraid of, I'm afraid of Esau. And then, what happened after the wrestle? He got to the other side. He sent all these camels and donkeys and chickens, I don't know what else was included in there, um, and the goats and the sheep. And uh, he went, and Esau came with his 400 men, and he came, he divided the, the company in two groups, and they, he went to meet Esau. And uh, he saw him coming, and then he went and he bowed seven times. On his knees he bowed. And he was waiting. And when Esau saw him, he ran towards him. He grabbed them around the neck and they sobbed. They wept, both of them. And the Lord answered his prayer. God delivered him. Esau, which he stole from, didn't kill him. It's a place of deliverance. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> it's a place where the Lord delivered him of his fears for 20 years. Ran away. And he came to the end of himself. Came, got there. And the Lord delivered him of his fears. I don't know what your fears might have been or might be. Um... Some of those, these fears and stuff is not just 20 years, but it's a lifelong thing. It comes a long way. Now, from time to time, I found myself uh, wrestling with these fears. Um, and, uh, and then I wrestle again, and I wrestle again. Sometimes we keep on wrestling because we walk around the mountain, walk around the mountain instead of coming and say, okay, this is the story. I feel a bit shame, Lord, of, to acknowledge it, but this is it. But the Yabok, whatever, wherever you are, if that is true for you, where you are right now, if you're going to get there, it is a place of deliverance. It's a place where the Lord set us free, and it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. It's all got to do about our freedom, fruitfulness, so that the Lord can use us. It is a place where we stop running away from myself, from people, and from God. We sometimes don't know it, but we, we do run for different reasons. Sometimes it's my personality, sometimes my temperament, sometimes because of hurt, sometimes because of offense. Some people ran away from church because they got hurt. And I want, oh, I, don't, I don't believe in church anymore. Somebody just told me, where was it? Yesterday, somewhere. And now, oh, my daughter's her friend, yeah. 
He, uh, <clears throat> he doesn't need church. He just, um, you know, there's so much on Facebook and, uh, you know, uh, I don't sure I can trust pastors and leaders, so I'll just go solo. Anyway, it's a place where, it was a place where Jacob didn't run away anymore. He had to face his fears and he had to face his brother. He had to face his past. And so, the truth is that um, the Lord didn't call, he didn't call Jacob for what was within him. Because God knew what is within him, because the word says that for Jeremiah, I knew you before you were born. And then I appointed you, knowing what was going to be in this man. Even before the foundation of, foundation of the earth, we were selected, we were elected to be in Christ. God knew us before you and I were born. So God knew exactly what's going to be inside, inside of, of Jacob. But he didn't call him because of that. He called him because of his divine purpose, because God chose the weak things of the world to shame uh, the, uh, the strong and the foolishness, foolish things of the world to shame the wise and the things that are not, to shame the things that are. His ways are different. He chose Jacob, but he gave him rope until he hanged himself. Oh, God, I don't know if that's right. What did I say? I'm getting in trouble here. I don't know what my theology is happening here. Okay, no, he didn't, he didn't. Almost. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, uh, he had to come to a place of truth. And the truth is, is that actually I cannot carry on through life by, you know, scanniving, doing this, manipulating that, you know, wrestling with grandpa. <laughs> grandpa. <laughs> Uh, I'm a grandpa. <laughs> My kids wrestle with me. I love it. <laughs> wrestling with his, you know, his, um, his father-in-law, with his brother. and uh, He had to come to a place of truth. If you want to inherit the promises, if, if our, God said, Jacob, if you want to, to be the, and who the, the promises, the covenant promises going to be fulfilled, you have to come to the Yabok and you have to face who you are. You have to face the fact that you are Jacob. Supplanter. Take. We actually live up to what his name was. <laughs> and take that be what belongs to other people. And so, the Yabok is a place of truth. And sometimes we don't, you see, the truth sets us free. The reason for that is, is when I come to a place of truth, you know, who do I meet? I meet the truth who is a person, who is Jesus. That's why it's a place of encounter. If I come to a place of truth, this is really where I'm at, Lord. This is, I know it's painful, but I know you are working in my life and you're shaping and so on. Uh, the moment I come to a place of truth, David says in Psalm 51, that you love truth on the inner parts of man. God loves truth. Truth is the name of a person. His name is Jesus. And that's where we meet him. You remember the story uh, about the two guys that Jesus spoke about. He says the one went to and prayed, uh, the Pharisee, and he looked down, he looked at this guy, and he says, oh, Lord, I'm so glad I'm not like this guy. I'll give you a tenth of everything, and I'm doing this, and I'm that, you know, and I'm, you know, full, keep the law, and so on. Thank God I'm not like this. I think I'm not like, thank you, I'm not like this guy. And then the other guy said, he looked up, and he says, oh, my God, have mercy on me. And Jesus turned around. He says, who of these two guys' prayers were answered? They asked him. Mm, I think the last guy. Why? Because he came to a place of truth. And that's where we become compatible with Jesus when we come to a place of truth. So <clears throat> the Yabok is a place of truth. And if we can embrace it, even if it's painful, it's going to set us free. 
For what? For the fact that the Lord wants to bless us and the fact that the Lord wants to make us fruitful and the fact that the Lord wants to bless us and prosper us in the promised land. We cannot survive in the promised land if I walk with these baggage that, <laughs> that uh, uh, Jacob, you know, lived and were born with. So it's a place of truth. Because the truth sets us free. It's also a place where God removes the roots of self-dependence and self-reliance. It's the place where the Lord blessed Jacob on his terms, another way that he wanted to get the blessing. Selling, buying. Buying, because in those days you could. You could buy birthright and you could lose it. And a pot of soup, yeah, that was a, that was an, <laughs> that was a good deal. <laughs> and um, so he got the birthright and he got the blessing. I don't know how God would have, would have done it, but if that was the promise of Abraham, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, then God would have anyway fulfilled the promises his way. We don't know, but he would have fulfilled it but not the way that Jacob wanted to get it. So Jacob relied on himself, self-dependence. I'll figure it out. I'll do it my way. It's Frank Sinatra, isn't it? That song, maybe the song came from there. I did it my way. <laughs> so, um, you see, for us to live the blessed life is to live at the place of utter dependence on the Lord. I don't rely on myself. I don't rely on on the people around me. I don't rely on my boss. I don't rely on the economy. I don't rely on the, what's happening in the politics. I don't rely on what is, what is happening in the world around me. I, I live in utter dependence on you. That was the purpose why God had to touch him. Hip out of a joint and his walk changed the way he walked forever. Walked a bit. <laughs> but his walk changed forever. So it is the place. If... We, you and I will be wise, and it took me more than one yabok <laughs> to, to be, uh, uh, you know, to, to say, okay, okay, Lord, I'm not, not going to make my own plans. You see, there's a big difference between, between a good thing and a God thing. And I've decided, you know, after a, a yabok or two, that I'm going to give up on all the good things. Because all the God things are good things, but not all the good things are God things. And the problems that I had in ministry was because I want to do a good thing for God and say, Lord, bless it. But there's a difference. God can use it. But a, a, um, a God thing is blessed because God initiated that. And so... A good thing, sometimes there's a hidden agenda, what's in for me. But a God thing is, is this what I want you to do, Chris? I just want you to cooperate. I want to use you. It's got nothing to do with you. I just want to fulfill my purpose through you. But it is a, anyway, so <laughs> there's a place where, where we give up self-dependence and self-reliance. That we live life God's way. And he's not a spoiled sport. It, there is blessing in obedience. I discovered that the difference between obedience and disobedience is about three seconds. Anyway, the other day, I went to the butcher and I got some dry sausages, you know, because so um, I love I like drawers. <laughs> I went to the butchery and I bought some dry sausage and I had and I was so less for dry sausage. Anyway, got it in a in a bag and I drove away, and I had to stop at the co-op and I already had one piece out of it and I was chewing it and as I got out, here's a guy in a wheelchair. No legs. And uh, he says, what do, I, what do they call you? My groot? They call my my kroon. My kroon. He said, give me, uh, give me two rankies of each. Now normally we don't we don't we don't give people money, you know, we either buy bread and so on. And this was the voice of the Lord. 
Chris, that sausage is that real that dry horse is this guy's. It never belonged to you, so just give it to him. <laughs> that was one, two, three, okay. <laughs> Seconds. Okay, I did give, I did awake. So okay, Lord, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> so anyway, there is a blessing in obedience. Um and, and uh, because God wants to bless us, that's, that's why he calls us not, I have to obey, I want to obey. Because it's, it's always good coming out of it. Anyway, I need to move on. So, so um, it's also the place of answered prayer. Esau prayed, ach, sorry, Jacob prayed, and the Lord answered the prayer about Esau. He didn't. He, the Lord must, I don't know if it's before the time or during the night, that he softened his heart and uh, they, he answered his prayer and they could, <laughs> I don't know if they were friends, but uh, they wept and they were actually say, wow, good to see you after 20 years. <laughs> anyway, it's also the place of, of forgiveness because in the prayer of, of, uh, of Jacob, he, he realized, you know, what he did, and it is because of the fact that there must be unforgiveness and hatred in Esau that he wanted to kill him. And so what happened is that when he didn't brought his army and jumped on all his, on the company of people and killed him, he hugged him and he wept. It's also a place of forgiveness. You know who's the hardest person to forgive in life? It's me. We can see other people because, you know, we can forgive other people because you see them and they know what they've done to you. And, you know, we can go to, the, we go, can go to an event or a thing that you said and what you did, you didn't do, what you did. And what. <clears throat> but for me, I discovered... In my journey with the Lord, I had to learn to forgive myself when I made a mistake and there's consequences. Um, and um, I had to look myself in the eye and say, Chris, I forgive you. Because to live in regret is a killer. And if I don't forgive myself, I actually put myself above God and say, well, you forgave me, but uh, I, I'm not going to forgive myself. I don't know about your yearbook, but I'm going to ask you, have you forgiven yourself completely as God forgave you in any way? It's a place of forgiveness, a reconciliation and healing. The relationship, there was reconciliation between him and Esau, and the relationship was healed. Excuse me. And the, when he gave him the gift of all these donkeys and camels and whatever. And Esau said, no, 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 I, I have enough. I, uh, I have enough, I don't want. No. And Jacob said, no, I want to give it to you because I also have enough. God has blessed me. No, no, I've got enough. Reconciliation and healing took place. And so if you wonder why... Why the Yabok, Lord, what am I doing here? It's because God wants to reconcile and heal. It's other people. Reconcile yourself with yourself. And it's the only place we can do it is at the cross. But also reconcile with the people that have hurt me or that I have hurt. There's tears. Because that's what happened. They knelt and they grabbed one another around the neck and they wept. They wept. I know, I know what was the reason they wept, but they wept, both of them. Do you know in Psalm 56 verse 7 says that the Lord keeps our tears in a bottle? Why would the Lord keep it? Because he sees it and remembers your tears. Because <clears throat> when they told Jesus that Lazarus is dead, he wept. He wept in his loss. He cries with us. Even at Yahyabok, when he wrestles, and there's tears and there's pain, he keep it in a bottle. I think it's, it's a metaphor, but it means he remembers it. He knows about it. He got them. There it is, Chris. I know exactly what you're weeping about. 
It's a place of perseverance. He had to wrestle through the whole night. And why in the night? Because he was on his own. Because on the night, uh, it's quiet. There's no other voices. And don't get distracted by this and by that. It was him and the Lord. And there's a place where there's not my wife at the Yabok. This is on the other side, or two of them. I only got one, so <laughs> just to make sure. I've, uh, there's, my wife is not there. My brother is not there in the faith. My spiritual father is not there. The apostolic team is not there. Not, it is me and him. It's me and the Lord. Or maybe three people, me, myself, and the Lord. No. <laughs> But it was until daybreak, joy comes in the morning. And uh, just want to say, if you found yourself at the Yabok, it's not going to last forever. It's only for a night. It's only for a period of time. Unless you take a long time to learn like me and, you know, go through another Yabok or two. <laughs> and uh, that you go through the mountain again and through the mountain again instead of dealing Thing. And it's, it's, yeah, it's not sinful things. It is stuff in the way that I've been born in my old nature that now and then, you know, Adam gets out of the coffin and says, Yeah, gaat le, yeah. Yeah, do it. Now and then the old man stands up out of the coffin and then I, you know, I want to embrace him and I just go back and say, No, come back, come back and kiss. Anyway, we, uh, um, and then, there's also, it's also a place of identity. Your name <clears throat> is no, will no more be Isaac, deceiver, supplanter. Uh, Jacob, you will, be, you will be called Israel. One who uh, prevailed against God. So we often also struggle at the Yabok with our identity. Vesek. Who am I? Difficult to talk about it because sometimes it comes the person that I'm talking about is full of shame. You know, who, who, who is that? Who, who am I? You know, it's good to sometimes to have a spun praki with yourself. What is a team conversation with yourself? <laughs> but who am I? You know, is that? Is it, a, you know, the things I want to do, I don't do. The things that I want to do, I don't do. You know, who am I? What, what the heck is going on here? You know, as, uh, and sometimes the old self, Paul says, pull off, take off the old self. Clothe yourself with the new self who is in Christ. In Christ Jesus, we are blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. But the, the problem is sometimes it's the old person, it's the old self. It's, 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 it's places in our minds that we have not been renewed. That's the areas that gives us problems in your work with the Lord. It's areas in your life where my mind is not renewed, how I think about myself, how I think about God, and how I think about other people. The ultimate purpose is that God wants to bless us. The purpose of the Yabok is He wants to bless us so that we can become fruitful, so that we can become useful, and so that we can live in the promised land. He does it his way. If he wants to bless us. So the best thing that you and I can do is, if you find yourself with the Yabok, is to do what Jacob did. Lord, I'm not going to let you go until, unless you bless me. I'm not going to get out of this thing. Uh, Lord, will you bless me? And then it says, and he blessed Jacob. You know that after 47 years, I've come to the conclusion that this is the thing that God wants to do. And all the stuff that I went through in my life, ministry and work, uh, people and things, is that He wants to bless me. Jacob understood that thing. The way he wanted to get it was a bit cockeye. Very cockeye. But 
Yabes grew up and his mom gave him the name Yabes, which means pain. And then when he came, you know, he started to understand what his name means. He says, my name means pain. And people call you and say, hello, pain, come here. Pain, have you done your homework? No, you've done your homework. You're a pain. And, you know, Um, and Yahweh said, no, not a soki. That's Afrikaans. No, no, no I, I'm, I'm not going to live like this. I'm not going to live that I really call pain and that expecting pain to happen in my life. No. He said, God, will you bless me? Will you keep your hand upon me? Lord, will you, ex- will you increase my territory? And will you keep me from pain? He draw a line. He says, no ways. I'm going to ask God to bless me. It's in, it, is, it is so much in the heart of God to bless us that he commanded Moses to tell Aaron and his sons, here is the prayer that you need to sing. We're going to sing it now. Yeah, this is what you pray over the people. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you, and may, may He give you peace. I don't know how often I did it, but this is what they had to do on a regular basis. Psalm um, 67 verse 7 says, May the Lord bless us, that the nations will know, and that the nations will fear you. How about that one? Expecting God to bless me that I could be a blessing unto others. Not bless me to that I could be a blessing unto myself. Unfortunately, the faith and prosperity gospel have polluted and twisted this whole thing. Because blessing is not just financially. It's blessing your mind, blessing your heart, blessing your body, blessing your business, blessing your marriage, blessing your church, blessing your family, blessing your kids, your grandkids into a thousand generations. Because God is for us. He's not against us. And so don't waste your yabok because it's a place of God encounter. And he says to Isaac, now I've seen your face. Just as I've seen the face of God at a yabok. Don't waste your yabok because it's also a place of encounter. Can we sing this song? The blessing, and then I would love to pray after that, and then we go home. children and the children and 
the children may his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and the children and their children may his presence go before you and behind you and beside you all around you and within you he is with you he is with you in the morning in the evening in your coming and your going and your weeping and rejoicing he is for you 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 Lord, we want to say thank you that we are safe with you. Even at the Yabok, you are with us. And you'll meet us there, Lord, because you want to bless us. I pray, Lord, for each one here, wherever we find ourselves, in our journey and our walk with you. Lord, that you will teach us to live in utter dependence on you. Lord, this morning, we want to say again to you, Lord, be the center of it all and help us to do things your way. The God things. Show us the God things, Lord. And Lord, we ask you that you, you will fulfill the song, the words of the song, Waymaker. You make a way where there is no way. And you do more behind our backs, Lord, and in front of our faces. Will you encourage your people? And will you bless your people, Lord, that we can be a blessing unto others? So will you bless us so that we can be fruitful and live in a promised land, the land of promises, in our eternal destiny here on earth until we see you face to face. Thank you, Lord. Amen. God bless you.